What's up, everyone? Zane here with another episode of Everything Vive. Today, we got another exclusive interview for you guys. This one is with Dominic Hildner, uh, one of the members of the team behind Quanero. Uh, it is a free game, a free experience that you can download on Steam. Uh, Dominic played a crucial role, and I'll let him get into it in the interview along with the rest of his team. Uh, I've played it, Ronnie's played it, and we have both been totally blown away by the experience, the narrative, everything about it. So we can't recommend it enough to you guys. And again, it's a free experience, so you really can't lose out on this. We'll make sure to have a link to the game in Steam. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the interview. Let's get started. Dominic, how's it going, man? Yeah, great. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me on today. No, no, we are so excited about it. Uh, Ronnie and I are here, and we've both had a chance to play Quanero, and it's so cool, man. It's so cool. That's uh, <laughs> cool. Thank you. So, uh, well, I guess we can just jump straight in. Uh, I, I usually start asking the inspiration behind the game, but I know it sounds like there were a couple people on this team. So, uh, if you want to introduce yourself a little bit more and what you've done and your contribution to the game or experience, yeah, of course. Um, so, I'm Dominic Hildner, and I worked on Quanero as an environment and texture artist. And I was part of the team from the beginning and more or less, um, yeah, designed the whole thing, also the, the visual parts of the, of the game. And I was also working on the characters and yeah, that's my part. Okay, that's very, very cool. Yeah, I mean, obviously in, in a narrative experience like Quanero, I think, uh, the atmosphere and the environment plays a big part in in you know the immersion that you get um, from you know doing it in VR. Did was there any any particular challenges of 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 you know creating an environment in VR ver versus you know just creating you know uh, a 3D environment for for another game or another purpose? Or was there anything that you had to tweak because people were able to look at things more closely or, or stuff like that? Yeah, of course. Um, one big problem was that we couldn't use some volumetric lights and, 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 and light effects that easily because uh, in virtual reality, everything is rendered stereoscopically. So you, you can't just use planes with uh, textures mapped on them to simulate light beams and, and stuff like that. Okay. And fog in the bar. This was really difficult to achieve after all. So how how did if you weren't able to use vol volume how were you able to to do the fog fog effects and that sort of stuff? Yeah, actually, there I teamed up with a, with a, a programmer and we we um, created some some planes, uh, a bunch of them um, layered up, which are adjusting to the approximation uh, to the approximate um, direction the viewer is looking at from. And this worked out really great, but at first it was yeah, that, awful. Yeah, because that sounds be honest, like yeah. it, it's so so different from how you would normally how you would normally do fog. And and as far as I mean, I I don't know all of the specifics, so I'm not sure how you can get. But as far as lighting, uh, you know, the little I do know in in VR, you it's it's best to bake in the lighting, or how? Yeah, how, of course. So how how yeah, is we, we how is that different? Yeah, we baked nearly all the lights in, so we we had, I guess, only one um, only one active light source, and the rest was all baked into the maps. And because uh, we always had, pardon? 
Oh, I was going to say, and especially with with the environment that you created, it's a very you know Blade Runner neon light inspired. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure that made things uh, extra difficult for your team. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of exaggerated, of course, and yeah, when we when you look on the the area outside, we got really bright light from one direction. Mm-hmm. So that we had to to um, make one light uh, active, so the characters and all the moving stuff because because of the explosion happening out mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. We, had a, we had a lot of problems with the, the small pieces of debris flying around and, and shadows were quite difficult to achieve as well. Huh. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, from my perspective, I'm just from just uh, you know someone uh, trying the experience. It's inter- I yeah everything was very seamless. I didn't notice anything you know different from from the way you guys. So obviously you were able to make it work well. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, so yeah. So I guess I guess I I don't know how much you would know about uh, the narrative sides of of Quanero and how and how uh, how that came about but i did think it was really interesting that you know i mean in, in general i'm very interested in narrative in video games and okay virtual reality obviously opens up you know new uh new possibilities in that front because it's you know the user has has quite a different involvement i, I don't know if you could talk about um you know why why your team decided to focus on on virtual reality with within you know the narrative scope that you chose versus just i mean how how different is is quanero within vr versus you know just just experiencing it just on a normal monitor and and kind of what was some of the inspiration from the team on that regard yeah well when we started the project we had in mind that we wanted to tell a story where you can um, be part of the world the story is happening in mm-hmm. so uh, we wanted to 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 make it possible for the, the user to experience the story if as if he were there for real. Mm-hmm. And of course, in VR, you got the, the possibility to look around and look in every direction you want to mm-hmm. and, and feel some, some, some kind of presence in the world where you are in. Mm-hmm. And with our story set, um, where so much things happen at the same time in different locations, mm-hmm. um, we thought about it Kind of like uh, uh, a big picture where a lot of different stories happen mm-hmm. and the user can move through this world and, and look in all directions and look at the details and all the different characters happening there. So um, with virtual reality, um, we felt a much, much uh, smoother way to do that. So m- much more natural when you really can go through a scene like that. Cool. Uh, just out of curiosity, how many people were on the team? And if you I, I, if you want to go ahead and just maybe introduce all of them and let let us know what their roles were. Yeah, of course. Um, we had all in all nine people working on. And we had two guys um, who did all the recordings and all the, uh, the soundtrack and the, the, the sound pro- pro- programming. We had um, two guys doing the, the programming and the developing part. Uh, most of the time, and one guy was responsible mainly for the character animations and all the motion capture stuff, and the rest of us worked on on the explosion and on the environment. So we got a, a pretty big team of 3D artists and not that many programmers on the project, actually. 
Hmm. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, it, you know, since VR is, is new for everyone, uh, you know, every, you know, people are trying to figure out what types of experiences work best in VR, and you see a lot of experimental, you know, projects out there. Um, you see some, some, especially kind of on the more casual VR side, like in Samsung Gear VR and, and, and those types of products, you see kind of uh, a push for some of the three, 360 video content and stuff like that. I've, I've, at least so far, I haven't been super impressed with a lot of uh, the 360 video stuff because I don't really think the fidelity is quite there yet uh, to make you feel like you're really actually in an environment. But with... with with a with an experience like Quanero, um, actually modeling the environment and then being able to have a player, you know, move more freely, I think I think it makes the experience a lot more involved and a lot more, uh, I mean, for lack of better words, immersive. So I didn't know. I mean, if 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 you could share some of your experience, just in terms of. Um, in terms of VR, generally speaking, what are some of the other types of experiences that you may have uh, tried in VR? And and I mean, do you see do you see uh, much more potential with you know the 3D world building and creating 3D environments um, rather than you know the video content that some people seem to be pushing? Yeah, uh, the the problem I have got with all these pre-rendered. Uh, 360 video stuff is that the player himself can't really move mm-hmm. and can't explore the world. Um, and I guess that's one of the strengths we we showed uh, 3D environments can do. Mm-hmm. You, when you really can um, make a step forward and, and you're actually moving, your, your position is moving and you can choose for yourself where you want to stand and, and not get um, this stuff uh, dictated by some some cameraman or some some pre-rendered um, position. Mm-hmm. So uh, I played a lot of, of other VR games, and and a lot of them are um, st- just really stationary there. So you, you you're just standing in one point and and looking around in in some of them. And that's something we didn't want to do because we thought this wouldn't be wouldn't really use all of the potential mm-hmm. of VR. Mm-hmm. No, that's I, I'm I'm kind of curious as to I mean obviously you created you know most of the the art assets uh, for Quanero probably yeah. you know uh, you know from scratch or from you know existing asset like you know you you are the the artist behind behind a lot of that stuff I'm curious I mean do you do you see people importing uh, objects importing environments that kind of thing in order to maybe you know approximate an experience like Quanero um with with maybe less work or less you know uh less art side involved versus because i'm just kind of curious because i i totally agree with you i mean an experience like quinero is so much better uh because it's in a 3d environment than a lot of these other other videos but it seems like at least um some of that other content is is created the way it is because you know it's probably easier and a lot quicker to do. And do you see kind of any? I mean, looking from a t- technological side, do you see uh, there being any possibility of kind of um, doing a little bit of both? Uh, you know, the the three D work artistry where required, and and kind of imp- you know somehow capturing environments with cameras and that sort of thing to to make the process easier. Or did did you guys look into 
doing any anything like that or yeah on, on this concern i got two ideas uh, we will also probably do in the future one of them is um there are a lot of assets available on stores like on, on, on the steam store or also on unreal store where you can actually purchase models and environments and you can put them into your experience on the other one is uh, some kind of photogrammetry where you, where you make a lot of, of pictures from environments or from assets and, and then generate a 3D model out of, out of those pictures. Uh, but the problem, uh, the problem with these techniques, uh, I guess, is that you are more or less restricted to things somebody else has made for mm -hmm. you. So mm -hmm. um, if you want to, to get... Yeah, unique and get creative and and do stuff no one has done before. Mm -hmm. Or if you if you want to to set your own scene up, I guess you always will need to model stuff and you, you will need to work on on this art side uh, by yourself. I guess that's something nobody can and will really do for you. So, no, that makes sense. It's my point of view on the topic. Are just curious because I know Quanero was you know. Uh, you know, a, a, a single prime kind of like a concept project uh, for you guys. It seems. Yeah. Um. Do, what are your? Do, did you? Did you come up with plans to to make anything else in addition to that, or expand the? Do you? Do, what's the future looking like for Quanero and, and and the team? Yeah. Actually, um, we at at the beginning we thought it will be some really really experimental stuff and. As it as we finished, we really were extremely happy with the outcome, and even more when we put it on Steam and the responses were quite, uh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I think I, I we, had, we, really, we had yeah we had heard of your project. I think maybe from an upload VR article or or somewhere else. We had kind of gotten yeah. wind of it, and uh, when I heard about it, I I instantly thought it thought it sounded like something you know I was personally really interested in in vr i mean na narrative experience i i like sci-fi personally it just sounded like something very very interesting and i think at you know the first time you know i tried it i, I thought it was so so cool how you boot it up and as a as a first time you know user you really don't know what to focus on so you just take in the environment and you're getting the hang of the controls and okay i understand you know this this trigger makes things move forward. This trigger move, makes things move backward, and once you start playing it, and the explosion happens, the the explosion is kind of the first. Okay, now I understand. So I'm going to need to figure out, you know, what led to this explosion, or you know, and and you start your brain starts um, starts trying to divide up the scene based on based on that context of, okay, we know this big event here happens and now how do all these little side side stories, so to speak, kind of tie into that. And I, I just thought that was really neat because the, the way you guys set it up and the way the place you put the player to, you know, kind of experience that because, because I mean, the player can move around however they like, but I think, I think the, the, the place where you put them in the proximity to when the explosion occurs is is set up just right so where you know they're not really focused on it just like characters in the environment wouldn't be focused on 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 that area because they're just you know in their own worlds doing their own thing having their own conversations and then out of the blue bam you know that happens kind of to the side of you and 
you know, super surprising and, oh my gosh. And, and immediately, you know, the debris flying everywhere. And I mean, that's one of the first thing when you see that explosion happen and you get to, you know, um, rewind it and, and, and play it out in slow motion for the first time. And you just realize how, how well everything was done with, like, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was really well done how you put so much detail into, um, into the uh, the cook the cook that's near the center of the explosion, uh, so that there were a lot of small uh, objects and a lot of geometry. That when that explosion happens, not only do you have you know the the cement from the bottom kind of you know going in every direction, but you have all of those little objects that you get to go and look at closer in detail later. Um, just like you know going everywhere and really it, it's just really interesting so i just wanted to <laughs> Ron, ronnie had a fantastic time with yeah the game. thank you thank you yeah we wanted to start off with the game uh in a really uh, spectacular way so to say to to really um make a kind of wow moment at the beginning mm-hmm. so uh actually what you mentioned you can really try out the mechanics the the, the controls played back played forth with the explosion it works just fantastic because you you see immediately in, in which direction you're going, and you you can really get a feeling for the kind of controls. So that was our uh, idea behind the placement of the player, and also um, you are you, you you don't start at the beginning of the story. You start c- kind of in the middle, shortly before the explosion happens. Mm-hmm. And we also wanted to enforce uh, the player to go further back. And experience uh, all the scene. So, yeah, no, that w- that was a really cool aspect of it. Uh, just out of curiosity, how long uh, did it take you guys, or how long was the game in development for before you know? Just I guess inception to release. What was that time period like? Yeah, we started in uh, summer 2015. Um, that we had the, the initial idea and, and thought about how cool virtual <laughs> reality is and, and what we wanted to do. And the first half year was quite. I'd say um, not so dense in work time because um, we, we worked more on the on the concept and on the story. And uh, after that, we had twenty weeks of of really intense work, where we got all the all the all the props done and all the environment and all the characters. And basically, after twenty weeks of hard work, it was finished more or less. Of course, we are still working on it uh, on, on parts of the experience uh, because we we uh, had to adjust some things for for the wife in the end as we released it, and now currently we are working on a on a version for the Oculus consumer. And yeah, okay, very cool. And, and was the nine person team were you guys all together from the start, or did you add people kind of as you went? Um, yeah, from the start we were a little smaller. But um, as we kept on, go- kept on going, we uh, felt the need for another programmer, and we were really happy to to yeah to make such a great catch with him. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it was I, cool. It was an experience. After you develop uh, a version for Oculus, uh, just looking forward, is there anything else that you guys? have on the horizon or are you going I, I'm just curious if you're planning to add on to what you know what the Quanero experience is right now or if you're looking to maybe dive into another project uh, something similar or, or just I'm just curious what what the future of the team is and where you guys go from there if you guys have discussed that 
Yeah, sure. Uh, we thought about that for quite some while. Um, and as I said before, uh, I and also the whole team really likes the, the mechanics of the game and, and how you can play with time as a narrative element. Because you, you, you just don't tell a straight uh, story, but you can also manipulate what can be seen at which time and you can you need to figure out new ways of, of leading the player to the parts of the story that are important to you and that you want to tell. So we really like that concept and currently we're talking about a follow-up project which will probably um, focus on, on the same mechanics but we are aiming to tell a different story of course and we want to get the player more involved in, 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 in what happens. We want them to be attached and attracted to the characters and to kind of kind of make it more a personal thing. Mm. Yeah. That's what we are looking for. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that sounds like it would be really complicated based on what, because yeah, it's one thing, uh, it's one thing to, to, to be an, uh, to, to be a bystander to the events and it's another thing, I think, to to be able to interact with some of those events and and influence. That sounds really, really fascinating. Yeah, we are we are, we are thinking about what we can do in in the next year or two. And but yet, it, it's nothing fixed or set up yet. So sure, we're just no, figuring out what. We, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, and in general, it sounds really. It's it's also a fascinating. I'm sure it's very rewarding from your perspective to. Uh, be able to design a game to where you kind of subtly, uh, you know, lead players in certain directions and at the same time uh, give the player a real sense of discovery in the same in the same side. Because I I definitely, looking back at it in retrospect, I, I know that I was being led, you know, somewhat to some of the events based on, you know, timing and so forth. But definitely when I was in the experience, I felt like it, I was, you know, I was an investigator. I was I was the one that was coming up with where I should look next and how how things should. So I that I think that's that's a very cool and very very exciting you know type of gameplay system. Yeah, and, and if yeah, I, that's oh, uh, oh sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Just wanted to add one point. So uh, these moments when you experience or or when you um, when you get some of the clues right and figure out what happened. It's, it's kind of reward is basically, I guess, the, the, the best feeling you can have in the experience. So you, you feel really like a detective and you, you got all the clues right and figured out a little aspect of the game. So that's, that's uh, the reward we can give the player for, for looking closer to the things. Yeah, no, just to piggyback off of what Ronnie was saying earlier, I, I mean, this is probably one of the most unique experiences that I've seen in VR and just, you know, across all the games and types of games and even just experiences in general. Uh, Quanero definitely has a very unique facet to it, which is uh, the ability to go back and forth in time. So, you know, if you guys were to come up with something, the first thing I can think of, uh, which you guys are totally free to, to take the idea, but it's more so like you see so many of these puzzle solving games, um, but to add the element of being able to, uh, you know, go back and forth in time and then solve a puzzle seems like uh, j- just that being able to travel back and forth in time would add an element to so many of the other games that are out right now, I think. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I want to thank you so much for, for being on the podcast with us, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, is there a place that 
uh, people can go to connect with you guys. Uh, obviously, we're going to link to the game on the, on the Steam store. But uh, is there a way that people can connect with you, ask questions or, you know, just, uh, yeah, I guess this, this is the time for, for shameless self-promotion. Uh, so please feel free to let people, <laughs> let people know. Yeah, great. So, of course, um, we're happy to answer any questions and, and, and any comments on, on Steam, which is more or less our main uh, channel. But also, we got uh, a website running where you can um, look up all the team members with, uh, and you can get in touch with, with us there if you want to. And um, if you want to follow me especially, I'm the most... Most stuff I share is on Twitter. So if you want to get in touch with me, Twitter would be the place to be, I guess. And yeah, of course, we, we keep you updated on, on following stuff. Awesome. Well, yeah. what's, the, what's the Twitter handle? Uh, it's, it's Hiltner, like my, my last name, and an underscore. Gotcha. Okay. I'll make sure to put that in the show notes as well then, just so people will be easily able to, to connect with yeah, you. Yeah, great. Uh, well, yeah. Um, Ronnie, do you have any other questions? No, I think that's good. Thank you okay. so much. Uh, it's very interesting. And like I said, I, I really liked uh, Quanero a lot. So I'm, I'm very excited to see uh, what you guys work on next. Yeah, thank you for the feedback. For yeah. the talk. It was great. Of course. Well, th- thank you again. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we look forward to seeing whatever you guys have coming up down the pipeline. Because like I said, it's a, it's a very unique experience. And for anyone listening right now, can't recommend it enough. It's it's probably one of the coolest things you can do right now in VR. So, Dominic, thank you again for being on the show. We appreciate it, and uh, we hope to talk to you again in the future. Yeah, thank you. See you then. <laughs> <laughs>